Uh, so, yeah, Mark. <clears throat> and he goes still sitting there with his gimp put on. Daddy, you're pouring yourself another another glass of wine. Another glass of wine for the, Drink for the book your reading. Juice, Daddy. I mean, isn't that what a book club is? Just drinking wine and sort of looking at the pages of books while you mm. drink your wine? Yeah, straight from the bottle. <laughs> bark. Yas. Bark, bark, bark. Welcome back to the Farstrider podcast. I'm Pup Farstrider. I'm Daddy Tease. And today is another episode of... Story time with Daddy T's from Tamriel. Bark. We will get this intro down. I mean, sometime. I mean, I'm a bottle of wine in. I mean, here we go. Echo, unmute the TV. And and then uh, and then if I just um, if I just ask Sophia to sing for us, um, oh, I mean, she doesn't really have. Yeah, sing it, girl. And a man did something and brandished his brain as he told us how battles and all the amaze. Mm, those sultry tones. Why did grandmother red when he met these women Matilda who said? Uh huh. What did she, what'd she say? I time that you lie down and bleed. Echo mute the TV. Okay. Well, we've had our slutty Sophia check out the the series on YouTube. Look at her bizarre. Far Strider plays Skyrim season two. Uh, yeah, she likes to sit around naked basically all the time, just a little bikini underwears, flashing her boobs, talking about <clears throat> sex panties. and constantly hitting on me. Um, but yeah, so yay, we got a little music to start the episode, I suppose. Bark. Uh, Daddy. So what are we reading this time? <clears throat> So, yes, so last time we finally cracked into the lusty Arconian Maid, volumes one and two. And it left me wanting. Yeah, literally. It's a bit (laughs) short. It's a bit short. I wanted to, I did want to know how she got his loaf to rise if within her oven. And I also was very curious to find out just how lifts her tail was going to take care of polishing that spear. But spit. Bark. That's how I do it. I mean, yes, preach, Bark. Mm-hmm. Um, so today I thought we would start with um, something literally, possibly Cracker Jack Bonkers insane. Okay. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read Wabba Jack. Wabba Jack. I have no idea what we're about to get into, but shit's going to get crazy. And I thought we might finish with something that may or may not be pornographic again. Cool. Uh, so Wabajack uh, sounds like a wabbit. Yeah. So uh, like so stick wabbit. around for the porn, but we're gonna start with Wabajack. Stay for the Wabajack, Wabajack. but stick around for the porn. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. So mm. Wabajack with no author. Wabajack. Wabajack. Oh, this is an actual story. Oh, this is an actual story. Okay, I'm I'm going to bring out a voice. Oh yes, there we go. Alright, so Wabajack. Little boys shouldn't summon up the forces of eternal darkness unless they have an adult supervising. I know, I know, but on that sunny night on the fifth of a fifth of first seed I like a first seed mm. I didn't want an I adult like you like a seed too <laughs> mm, I mean I just put all the seed in my butt what <clears throat> okay continuing uh, so but on that sunny night on the fifth of first seed I didn't want an adult I wanted her Hermes Mora the Daedra of knowledge learning gums and varnishes it literally says gums hmm. Hermes Mora is the Daedra of knowledge learning gums and varnishes well Okay, then. She's, well, you know, centric. Very. Okay. Well, such as it is, as you will. Uh, <laughs> you say, I was told by a beautiful, large-breasted man who... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I am all okay. We're not even through page one yet, so hold on to you. A beautiful, large breasted of a man. (laughs) Okay, so. A bear. Ah, here we go. (laughs) You see, I was told by a beautiful, large breasted man who lived under the library in my hometown that the Fifth of Fast Seed was Hermaeus Mora's night. And if I wanted the Ogma Infinium, the Book of Knowledge, I had to summon him. When you are the new king of solitude, every bit of knowledge helps. So I've been inside the Ogma Infinium multiple times in Skyrim, and it is not a pleasant experience. You've been inside the Ogma Infinium? Yeah, it's one of the black books. Oh! It might be in my inventory as we speak. Oh, I've been in those books. Okay, then I have to, and that probably, they suck. Yeah, they suck. Uh, so, okay, well, this is the book we are reading now. Here we go. Um, there we go. Normally, you would need you need a witch's coven or a mage's guild, or at least matching pillowcase and sheets to invoke a prince of oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need a witch's coven or a mage's guild, but. You know, you can, if you have a match, you have a pillowcase and she said you'll be fine. Don't you're, worry. Yes, sir. You're, you're in. Yes. You're, just get, get it. Get it, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, the man under the library showed me how to do it myself. Because that's not sketchy at all. Not at Some all. That's absolutely normal. of a man who lives under a library. What could go wrong? I mean, what, 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 are, what is your deal, mate? How, do you live under a rock? No, no, thank you. I live under a library. Library. A library. 
I'm a librarian. No, he's not. He just lives under one. Yeah. Don't we all? Anyway. Uh, I mean, my character in Skyrim basically does. I'm carrying a library in my inventory. Clearly. <laughs> um, here we go. Okay, go. It told me to wait until the storm was at its height before shaving the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. You know, that makes sense. Always wait until the height of a storm to shave your cat. Like you do. Yep. Like you do. Uh, So wait until the storm was at its height before shaving the cat. (laughs) I've forgotten the rest of the ceremony. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, it involves shaving a cat. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Someone appeared who I thought was Hermaeus Mora. The only thing that made me somewhat suspicious was Hermaeus Mora. (laughs) Wait. Someone appeared who I thought was Hermaeus Mora. The only thing that made me somewhat suspicious was Hermaeus Mora. Oh, oh, it's not over. I thought that was a period. It was comma. (laughs) Okay, continuing. The only thing that made me somewhat suspicious was Hermaeus Mora, from what I read, was a big, blobby, multi-eyed, clawed monstrosity, and this guy looked like a waistcoated banker. (laughs) (laughs) That would be suspicious, too. (laughs) That would be suspicious as fuck. Total sus. Mm, banker is sus. Also, he kept calling himself Sheogorath, not Hermaeus Mora. Still, I was happy to have successfully summoned Hermaeus Mora. These inconsistencies did not bother me. He had me do some things that didn't make any sense to me beyond the mortal scope, breadth, and I suppose. And then his servant happily gave me something he called the Wabajack. Wabajack, Wabajack. Wabajack, 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 Wabajack. Is this like summoning Beetlejuice? I don't know, but literally the page just says Wabajack, Wabajack, Wabajack. Wabajack, 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 Wabajack. Maybe it's a Wabajack. Maybe it's a Wabajack. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's a Wabajack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Shut up, cat. Okay, put some Wabajack on it. Away, beast. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe the Wabajack is the book of knowledge. Maybe I'm smarter because I know cats can be bats, can be rats, can be <laughs> bats, can be gnats, can be that, can be these. What the fuck is this sentence? <laughs> you need to reread it because you lost it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maybe you're smarter, maybe you're not. Maybe the Wabajack is the book of knowledge. Maybe I'm smarter because I know cats can be 
bats, can be rats, can be hats, can be gnats, can be that's, can be thises. And that doors can be bores, can be snores, can be floors, can be roars, can be spores, can be yours, can be mine. I must be smart, for the interconnective system is very clear to me. Then why or wherefore do people keep calling me mad? Wabajack, wabajack, wabajack. <laughs> what the fuck, 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 fuck is happening oh in my this book? God. I don't know, but I love it. Oh, 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 shit. That's the end of the book. That's the end of the book. Wabajack, wabajack, wabajack. Okay. I actually like this book. I thought it was funny. Oh, my God. That book. <laughs> was fucking incredible. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I have read. Bark. That, that was that was funny. That was good. That was really good. Um this is a <laughs> must read in Skyrim. If you come across Wabajack, read it. It is exactly this batshit crazy. I give it a bear pelt. I give it two bear pelts. I'll I I'll go with that. Yeah. That was okay. that was yeah. fucking good. That was funny. Wow. Wabajack, wabajack, wabajack. Wabajack, wabajack, wabajack. <laughs> because cats can be bats, can be rats, can be hats, can be gnats, can be that's, can be this is. And doors can be boars, can be snores, can be floors, can be roars, can be spores, can be yours, can be mine. I must be smart for the interconnected system. It's very clear to me. Very clear. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> wow. No joke, that is literally word for word the book. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. Holy crap, that was so much fun. I don't want to know what a wabajack is though. I feel like we'll Same. never know. I I'm not sure we'll ever find out either. Unless some daedra appears oh. to you and tells you to find a wabajack. Right. Exactly. Well, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder, 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 wonder. Who, who, who wrote the book of Wabajack? No. <laughs> I wonder if there is a um, um, what's the thing that you can add to the game to add stuff to it? What's that called? A mod. A mod. I wonder if there's a mod of Wabajack. A Wabajack mod. I don't know. I think I might. There might be a Wabajack staff. It might actually be on one of my minions right now. Maybe that whore sitting in the chair across from us who sang at the beginning of the episode is carrying it. Moving along. That was funny. That was a good book. That was so much fun. Good way to start off our episode with a bunch of laughing and absolute lunacy. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, on par with me, and mm-hmm. and we're we're at about the the midpoint or thereabouts of the episode. Ooh, so it's time to sell uh, your soul to your Patreon. Yes, yes, it's time rather to thank our patrons at Back Farstrider for supporting the podcast. You say thank, I say we so. super appreciate your support. It makes it possible for me to make stupid voices like this and go back. 
in my weird imperial voice you thing. Can, you uh, booped my cheek. Stop that voice. <laughs> okay, only while <clears throat> reading. Uh, but yes, thank you all so much for your support. I super appreciate it. And if any of you out there want to check it out, learn more and see what all you can get in on at Pack Farstrider, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash farstrider or just hit farstrider.com and it's right there on the homepage. You know, links. I just have them everywhere. Uh, but for as little as $5, $5, daddy. $5. Do you got $5? <laughs> now I spent it on coffee. Oh, well, for just less than the... I mean, you spent more than that on coffee, but for less than your coffee today... You too can be a member of Pack Far Strider. Bark. It's cheaper to be a Patreon member than it is to buy coffee. Facts. Facts. All the facts. Uh, but yeah, so go check it out. Become a member. And may- maybe you want to be more than just a base member. Maybe you want to get some free merch while you're at it. Well, there are levels of support for you as well. So go check it out at patreon.com slash farstrider and be sure to check out farstrider.com. You know, one of the perks of membership at Pack Farstrider is a pack discount at the Teespring shop. Ooh, I do like a discount. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice pack discount of 20%. Bark. 20%. I know, right? Friends and family discount right there. Like a friends and family discount. And, you know, if you're a member of the pack, you're, you're like family. And friends. More like friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bark. <laughs> Anyways, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Farstrider or Farstrider.com. Dot com. Anyways, uh, so Daddy, Daddy, yes. we're going to read another book. Ooh, what? another book. And you picked <clears throat> this one out. What are we reading, Daddy? The Woodcutter's Wife. The Woodcutter's Wife. It's either pornographic or it's a gory detail. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm unsure of what to expect. But um we've opened the book and it's called The Woodcutter's Wife Volume 1. Oh, so there's more volumes. But outside of it it just says The Woodcutter's Wife, so I'm assuming that there's hmm. only a volume 1. That or they're just not marked and you have to open each one of them to find the other volumes. The Woodcutter's Wife Volume 1. As told by Mogan, son of Molog. Mm. Sounds <clears throat> orcish. Ooh, look it's another story it's book. another novel. Ooh. Novel me this. <laughs> <clears throat> Legend tells of a woodcutter who built a shack deep within the pine forest. There, he hoped to live in peace with his family. The woodcutter's family lived well for a time, but without warning, the weather turned bitterly cold and spoiled the harvest. Before long, with their meager supply of food all but gone, the family was starving. Starving? Are you done sucking on that thing? Because that was quite loud. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Oops, my bad. Late one snowy night, a traveler knocked on the cabin door. Seeking shelter from the bitter cold. Always generous of heart, the woodcutter welcomed the stranger into his home, apologizing that he had no food to offer. Um, With a... Yes? You... 
Would you apologize to some stranger knocking on your door in the middle please of the night? Please come in. Like, Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Please come in. I'm I don't so have any food. <laughs> Thanks that's... for waking me up, asshole. I don't have any food. Sorry about it. Yeah, that's on par with Skyrim. Have you gone <laughs> to anyone's house? I mean, they always tell me to get out. You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> because you're breaking in. <laughs> True, I don't knock. I just let myself in. Yeah, there's a difference there. One way or another. With a smile, the traveler cast off his cloak to reveal the garments of a mage. As the woodcutter and his family locked on, the mysterious visitor reached into his satchel and withdrew a scroll tied with a silver ribbon. No sooner had the wizard unfolded the scroll and read the words aloud when a great feast appeared from out of thin air. Bam. Wingardium feastium. That night, nobody in the woodcutter's cabin went hungry. Mm. Day by day, the snow piled up. Every night, the mage produced another scroll from his bag and read the words each time summoning a new feast. On the fifth night, the woodcutter's wife awoke her husband to awoke her husband to confess her mis, mistrust of their magical guest. Surely she argued there was some price to pay for the magical feast that everyone enjoyed night after night. Had she ever used magic in Skyrim? No. There's no penalty for it. She's a woodcutter's wife. <laughs> Stupid bitch, stay in your lane. Well, I mean, <laughs> is she wrong? No, it's quite suspicious. It's totally Where sus. is he getting all these scrolls that make food? Where, what will he expect in return for doing this to the family? This we shall see. Ooh, I have my suspicions. Yeah, he wants to nail that woodcutter's on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the woodcutter would have none of it. After nearly dying from the lack of food, his family was eating well. The divines had sent them a gift, he explained, and it was foolish to question their wisdom. But the woodcutter's wife would not persuade, would not be persuaded. Every night she grew more fearful and more desperate. She was certain that the family had entered into a devil's bargain and the time would soon come when the mage would ask for something unspeakable in return for his gifts. Hey, woodcutter's wife, you want to you want to make whoopee? That's unspeakable. I uh, I want <clears throat> you to help my loaf rise. Mm. Can I stick it in your oven? <laughs> Let me get your spear ready. Anyway, while everyone in the cabin slept, the woodcutter's wife snuck out of bed and took her husband's axe in hand. She crept into the traveler's room with one swing, lopped off his head. Wow. Wow, wait. <laughs> so, a stranger appears. You let him in. He, he feeds you while you're starving for at least a week. And you thank him by chopping his head off. Uh, okay, just wanted to recap there real quick. Suddenly, the wizard's disbodied head awoke. His whoa. eyes opened wide, and when he beheld... Wait. His eyes opened wide, and when he 
beheld his maimed body, he let forth a terrible cry. Awkward by the horrified scream, the woodcutters, the woodcutter and his children rushed into the room and gasped at the terrible sight of the decapitated mage. With his last gasp of breath, the traveler laid a fearful curse on the woodcutter's wife. After her moral death, she was damned to rise once again and walk the woods alone, only to burn at the rising of the sun. To this day, those who walk the pine forest late at night tell tales of weeping woman glimpsed between the trees. She carries a bloody axe, and the stories say... Wait, she carries a bloody axe, the stories say, and is terrifying to behold. Well, interesting. So that escalated quickly. Yeah, I kind of thought this was going to go sexual, but it really went in a deep, dark way where she murdered somebody and forced to walk the rest of the earth as a ghost on this land. Yeah, and... uh, Interesting. Basically, she just killed a dude for giving them charity. Yeah, she's a bitch. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Karen. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Karen. Would you like to call the police on me for being in Central Park as well? Oh, my God. He gave me food for free for a week. It must be a trick. Kill him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm being attacked right now. A man. Knocked on my door and I let him in and gave him shelter for a week. And in return, he fed me with a massive feast every day. He cooked and, and um, cleaned my house every night. It's I was literally just, suspicious. like afraid for my life the whole time. And I finally took my power back and beheaded him. And uh, then he cursed me. See, <gasps> he cursed me. And that <gasps> she'll say is. See, I told you he was bad. He cursed me. Yeah. Yeah. He's so terrible. I didn't do anything wrong. He clearly cursed me. Wow. Yeah. Fucking crazy bitch. Yeah. The woodcutter's wife is definitely Karen. Uh Uh-huh. Karen from the pine wood. (laughs) Woodcutter's wife. Let's retitle that. Skyrim's Karen. Volume one. Yep. Interesting. I mean, I want to know what volume two is, quite frankly, because clearly this bitch ain't done killing people who, who try and help her out. That we know of. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Um, there you go. So uh, what did you think? What did you think overall? I thought it was a good book overall. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was a fun story. That was pretty good. That's mm-hmm. that's worth a read. If you come across it, take, take a few minutes take to read note. it. It's, you know... To go look, it's in a Fun. book. Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what? What? What score would you give that? Mm, score. Score. Score me, Daddy. Mm, score my wolf cut. Wolf cutter. <laughs> score my wolf cutter's wife. <laughs> Saber Cat. I feel like we're in Saber Cat. It is good. Yeah. I, I would give it two two Saber Cat eyes. I'll give it a one. One? Yeah. No, I'll settle around one. Yeah, no, one and a half. How about one and a half Saber Cat eyes? 
Or do we not do halves? How do you get a half an eye? You chop it in half with that bitch's axe. <laughs> the woodcutter's wife strikes again. Wham! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that well, that 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 was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was, it was already, decent. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> we've read it though, so you know you know what happens to a book we've read, except for the lusty Argonian maid and Colb's uh, dragon. Uh, it goes in the fire. Bam! There we go. And watch. Oh, there. Yep. It's literally in the fire. It's too hot to touch. It's too hot to touch. Um, you know what this? We've got a little time. We've got a little time. Do we want to pick a another book? Should we pick another book? Ooh, we've sure. got like so many things. Should we go with something potentially gruesome or educational or mm-hmm. historic or I don't care. Melodical. 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 Um the real Baron Zaya. <laughs> the real Baron Zaya. The oh, whole. You know. Oh wow. Scarborough. Oh, that's that's right. That's a multi-volume, and mm-hmm. yep. I don't have volume one with me presently. Present so we need way. to find volume one or or go back to uh, the place. <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? What um, sounds good to you? Let's do. Uh, Let's do this. This sounds like the title of several movies made in the last decade. The Cabin in the Woods. The Cabin in the Woods. Okay, this definitely sounds like a horror movie. I, I suspect we're going to meet the, the, the woodcutter's, woodcutter's wife, wife. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, volume two. Was, who, uh, oh, same person. This is volume two of the book. Oh, my God. I did not know this. The Cabin in the Woods is volume two, and it's as told by Mogan, son of Malog, which was the writer of volume one, which was the woodcutter's wife. I wish these had an overall like story title so we would know when we're reading the next book. Here you go. Wow. I did not plan this for everybody out there in podcast land. Uh, I literally was just like, oh, this sounds like a funny book or, you know, maybe scary or something. Let's check it out. Um, Scandalous. So, Daddy, do you want to continue <clears throat> reading then? Sure, if you want me to. Since, you know, Woodcutter's Wife was your was your pick, I'll, you can be the book reader. Mark. Late one night, a few seasons ago, a soldier was returning home after several bloody battles. He decided he would save some gold and decided across the pine forest on foot. The first day of his journey was rather uneventful. The soldier stuck to the main path and kept a brisk pace. When it started getting dark, he set up a bedroll, built a small fire, and cooked up some rabbit he had caught. A fine day indeed, he thought to himself as he fell asleep. Partway through the evening, the soldier was woken up by soft sobbing in the distance. (sighs) He grabbed his sword, assuming it would be a bandit trick, but Mm. pretended to sleep so he could get the jump on them. After a few moments, 
Oh, age. <laughs> the sobbing started moving away from his camp until he could no longer hear it. For the rest of the night, he slept with one eye open. <laughs> Day two, the soldier awoke from what, from what rotten sleep he could catch and started off through the forest to a quieter to a quicker pace, intending to put distance between himself and whatever had heard last night. As the day went on, as the day went on, it began to rain heavy. So the soldier built himself a little shelter for the evening so he could remain dry while he slept. Ooh, I'm having a hard time good focusing. Good choice. <clears throat> It took him a little longer to fall asleep with thoughts of the previous night fresh in his mind, but he eventually slept. This time he awoke to sobbing that sounded like it was right outside the shelter. The soldier grabbed his... Grabbed his... ...sword and crawled out of the shelter. In front of the fire, he saw the back of a ghostly woman sobbing into her hands. <gasps> oh my goodness. It's the bitch. She's there. Run, motherfucker. It's Skyrim. It's Karen. It's Karen. It's Karen. The soldier muttered his courage and asked her what was wrong. No answer. He began to softly approach, but before he could reach, she turned and screamed at him. Skyrim belongs to the Karens. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> The ghostly woman raised an axe and began to run at the soldier, disappearing before she made contact. That would scare the shit out of me. Skyrim belongs to the Karen. Or at least that's what she they all think. The soldier took off into the night with just his sword in hand. He ran until he first until first light at dawn, where he started down the road again as fast as he could move. The third day was bright and sunny, but the soldier rather rattled, rattled and slepless, sleepless, didn't even notice. He moved as fast as he could try. He moved as, oh, I'm so drunk. <laughs> he moved as fast as he could, trying to get through the forest before nightfall. <laughs> as darkness began to fall, he saw a cabin just off the road uh -oh. and thought to himself, it would be a good place to bunker oh, no, down no, no, at no. the for the night. Oh, dude, turn around, run away. Never stop in the cabin in the woods. This is that bitch's home. Mm. This is where Karen lives. Run. After arriving at the cabin, he spent some time blocking the doors and windows. Nothing would get in. Despite his preparations, he could not sleep. He sat in what used to be the cabin's bedroom, staring at the barricaded door, shaking. Eventually, he could keep his... <clears throat> Eventually, he could keep his eyes open no longer and fell asleep. Well, you know, I mean, it he must have been keep hard to open. fall asleep in the room where a mage say. was beheaded. This time he awoke to a laughing on the other side of the barricaded door. It sounded like the woman from before, but he refused. But he refused to believe it was her. The soldier burst through the barricade door into the main room to find the ghostly woman from the night before staring at the ground, laughing hysterically with axe in hand. 
he began to relentlessly attack the ghostly woman, but he could, but he attack the ghostly woman, (laughs) but he could feel his strikes were less effective. He used a scroll of fireball, which drew a scream from her, and she exploded, disappearing. (laughs) The ordeal was over, and the ghost was gone. Or so he thought. (laughs) Or so he had thought. The soldier slept well that night, and the next day made excellent distance through the woods. As the sun began to set and come out on the other side of the forest and looked back, remembering the days before, as he turned and started walking away from the woods, he could swear he heard the sobbing again. Mm. Dum, dum, dum. Well, there is a, uh, a first-hand account for you of Karen. This is definitely a what not to do. Yeah, what Fuck. not to do. Do not go in the and woods. hide from Karen in Karen's cabin in the woods. <laughs> it's a bad idea. She'll laugh at you because she was like, oh, you're an idiot. This is my uh, house. You're in my home. I beheaded a mage last time I had a stranger in my house. Mm-hmm. What do you suppose happened to her, uh, to the woodcutter and their children? Well, he probably died. Did Karen kill him? How f- long ago do you think this was from book one to two? It had been centuries. Could have been. But but how did he Or they die? moved? Maybe. Maybe, maybe they, they left like, her. you know what? Maybe they left her. There's a bloody guy in our house. Let's go. Yeah. We don't we don't want to be, you know. I'm not responsible. <laughs> sent to prison for that. I'm not going to a solitude prison. Wow. Well. Uh mm-hmm. So, the cabin in the woods. In the woods. Uh, what? What did you think, Daddy? Mm, I liked it better than the woodcutter's wife. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. It was another fun bit of a thrill going on there. Main characters a bit of adult. I'd give it like two saber cat eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I I agree with you. It was a little better. I'll yeah. give it a solid two saber cat eyes for that one. That it's one was a toot, fun. not a boot. Toot, not a boot. Mm-hmm. You know, toot, 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 toot it. And you know what we do with book? We toot. We, we throw in the fire. Toss it right there in the fire. Right Bam. there in the fire. Oh, oh, it didn't quite make it. Wait here. Oh, well. It is what it is, and it goes where it goes. There we go. Uh, well, now it's fallen all the way into the fire, <laughs> which I did without explaining what I was doing. I was doing, you know, the whole Skyrim picking up an object thing, which is very janky, and then trying to toss it in a fire, and it hit my cooking pot and then just fell down into the coals and Ambers. vanished. Vanished into the ambers of the fire. And there's Sophia walking her vagina right up into my face again. And off she goes into the kitchen. Make me some pie while you're back there, Sophia. She's telling you Mark. what she wants. She's like, You want my posts? <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got Inigo sitting here. Hungry? Come in the kitchen. With his uh <laughs> gimp hood on still. He wants some pussy. Yeah. He 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 definitely wants to lick that pussy. 
<laughs> wow, this is escalating. I mean, at least it's escalating in a way that is uh, pornographic, unlike the woodcutter's wife. True. Which escalated in a very well. There's there's Sophia's vagina again. <laughs> And I'm feeling very attacked right now. You keep putting your (laughs) pussy in my face. (laughs) Bark. I mean, we've got a cat follower and he's not even in our. Well, hello, Eric. (laughs) He goes like, well, if she's going to throw your pussy in your face, can I put my cock in your mouth? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Eric, the Slayer is pretty. Uh, Right here. Pretty. My mouth is open. Slide it in. Yes, please. Or my butt. (laughs) But, 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 put it up my butt. And I mean, come there. You know. You want to get one pregnant, give him my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's only one soldiers do one it in the way butt. to have penetrative sex that is a hundred percent childproof. No, there's more than one. No, there's only one that is a hundred percent child proof that is insertive oh sex okay so if you insert your dick in my mouth that's still insertive sex i can get pregnant non-oral insertive sex Mm. there's only one way to not get pregnant and that's to do it in the butt or guess what everybody's got a butt or an ear in the ear if you can fit your dick in my ear then um <laughs> that's very interesting it's a hole good on you every hole is a goal <laughs> i'm not sure you want to come in someone's ear though it's i mean it might be fun for someone with that size of dick but for the, for the person taking a load in the ear that's that might cause some ear infections hole. it's not a hole that's a divot <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, did you have fun today again, Daddy? Of course, I did. <laughs> of course, you did. You're a bit drunk on your I wine. I drank some wine, yes, drank a bottle, drank some wine. We <laughs> learned all about the Karen of Skyrim. I mean, she even out Karen's Delphine. <laughs> Sir, they got the drunkions. <laughs> oh, the drunkions. Okay. <laughs> the drunkions. <laughs> well, with that, I'm Pub Far Strider. And Daddy T. This has been another episode of Storytime Story with, with Daddy, Daddy T's from, from Tamriel. Da da da. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.